0: We observe today, not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. It's American Dualism, welcome to the show, what? hosted by your boys, Bob and Joe. Damn. So if you ain't heard it, then now you know, yeah, now you know. It's the number one podcast, conversation and grass, sci-fi, politics, and many more topics. Keep the volume loud, cause the shit is poppin'. Sometimes got a guess that, just might drop in. It's American Dualism. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. yeah. yeah. Shut up and just listen.
1: My fellow Americans, welcome back to American Dualism, everybody. We've got a very fucking special episode for y'all. DeVaris Jones is finally on the podcast. Why'd you
0: say his last name? It's okay to say my last name. It's (laughs) fine. I've been been meaning to be on this pod for a while, now. I'm just happy to be here. Uh
1: See, DeVaris isn't tweaking about his name. (laughs) He's not. Which one of your friends was really? It was Dean. He was like, "Don't, don't use
0: my full name. It's like, bro. (laughs) Don't use my government. We have six
1: (laughs) listeners. If one of them hunts you down, we can look at the analytics, and it'll narrow it down really fast. Well, I'm super happy to have you on the pod, bro. I've been waiting for this for a long
0: time. (laughs) I'm super happy to be here. You know, I... I'll admit it it took me a little while to get here. I've been dragging, but you know, we're going to make this a great episode. I gave you a Christmas present today. It was Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It was fantastic. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) Have you heard any episodes of the pod? It's okay if you haven't. I've been listening. I've been subscribed to it. I saw a lot of episodes. I like you guys' intro. It's like like hip-hop-ish. Yeah, (laughs) man. Thank you again to Top's Music. Um, Honestly, you
1: got to go check him out. Like Hunter's really been working. He's got a real job, but he's still cooking it up. Like... But um, now that DeVaris is here, I have a, a sad announcement for all of you. I checked in with Twitter. And they say that I'm a racist, so um, DeVaris has to leave the pod. We're a segregated podcast now. It's been fun. No, last no more black guests. <laughs> Goodbye. No more Mexican guests. I We're see. only having wasps on from now on. <laughs> only <laughs> Even people of my ethnic breakdown are not pure enough to be on this show. We cannot have any people with Jewish heritage. Italians, gone. Damn. What <laughs> does wasp mean? White anglo-saxon protestants I, I, only we no, no more catholics we don't either, either fit. <laughs> exactly that's but, why it's um, a joke before we get off Yu-Gi-Oh cards i did want to like have a little bit of an environmental like moment to promote um dueling nexus because that's the environmental way to duel it's also the free way to duel you can get any card you want there like I mean, you should talk to Vars. You're but, really the expert. I mean,
0: so no, when it comes to Dueling Nexus, is, you know, with everything going on with COVID, not a lot of real in real life games have been able to happen at different GameStops. So, Dueling Nexus has been a kind of a platform for everybody who is, loves Yu Gi Oh! coming so together. So,
1: GameStop is the normal place to meet up for Yu Gi Oh! You're not wrong. But mm-hmm. I've actually played a few games in person with my buddy Drew. I still don't have a good dueling. I could duel See, you, though. My that's just shit. another but reason that GameStop is inflated. All you fuckers buying GME cost me $2,500, you and fucking... And they're not even <laughs> having <laughs> the duels. But um, that, just for the record, what's your record on dueling Nexus? What's your...
0: uh? So, each band se- every time a ban list happens, the new season on dueling Nexus resets. All okay. of our matches get set up. But last season, I ranked second with 550 wins and only 37 losses. 550 Wait, ranked wins. second w- in what? The on the world? whole, on the whole the website, on the whole platform, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's how we know how legit. Well, Devaris. we got a world champion here, <laughs> so if any of you listeners want to challenge DeVars to a duel... Uh, you have to um. What's your you what's have your to do <laughs> a three hundred dollar buy in, and we will be keeping your buy in. weren't when you winning money in duels? I Isn't was. That thing? So
0: yeah, there's a lot of tournaments on Discord and everything. So they were like, have these like kind of. It's, it, I'm not saying it's gambling, but it like, is kind of gambling. It is, <laughs> but it's
1: sportsmanship. It's there's more skill to it than everybody just had like
0: gambling. their different side hustles during the COVID. Mine was definitely doing Nexus. Hell yeah, bro. That's it's a, a good hustle Manny have. and Floyd
1: Mayweather are allowed to fight for money, you should be allowed to duel for money. Facts. Mm. Dude, that's that's a solid... Like, like, that's safer. That's just... I feel like a lot of people need to hear this just because people don't know. You can make money doing but, a lot of things now. <laughs> <Rex>. <laughs> but if you don't have the cardboard crap that you can bend and destroy in two seconds, do you really... Does it? Does it really? Do you really have the heart the of same? the cards? Yeah. If it's not a card, how can you trust the trinket? algorithm? Uh, like. How do you know you're drawing the right card? I, mean, How do you I bet know he doesn't, even, doesn't, I bet he doesn't even miss the feel. I mean, he was really excited, those cards today.
0: Say, today, when the cards that I got, it was the first time I've actually touched physical cards in a while, and I feel kind of weird Do you saying, feel the
1: spirit of the dual Monsters? I felt the heart of the deer, cards, deer, yeah, you know, I, felt, I felt Yugi Moto helping me I out. I really feel like you have the heart of the cards, because I gave that 10 to a lot of different people for Christmas, and you were the only one who was happy with the cards they
0: <laughs> got. All those cards in that 10, this... this, this first of all, this... This 2020 tin, that was one of the best tins that they ever came out with. The design 2019
1: was, b- was better, if you ask me. The can tin, the design
0: was better. What do you mean? It had can, the pharaoh and everything on there. Can
1: we just say, on the internet nowadays, it's popular to pretend that no one ever got bullied for watching anime. Nobody ever got made fun of for watching anime. No, and they act like anime is always been mainstream. No, no. no. I remember when we were in elementary school. We definitely did get roasted. I'm
0: gonna say I got just roasted. for
1: saying we watched Naruto. I got
0: flames and like, Yu-Gi-Oh. I got, I got. I mean, we came to Yu-Gi-Oh. You're a nerd, and yeah, everybody would have the trading cards, but I was a nerd and everything. Naruto, you watched Naruto? I mean, yeah. I was
1: even guilty. I thought people with Pokemon cards were just lame. Because I mean, why would you collect cards for a the video games? Better game like, that's based on a video like the game. the card game actually isn't that good for Pokemon, though. I do kind of wish I could play with my buddy Stefan because. He has a bunch of cards, but... Shout out to Penguin Zero for actually collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards people, and not People will be getting really tribal user. about which game they play. But like It's always been that way. And fuck the Magic players. <laughs> fuck them. Your cards are too expensive, and you've always been the most pretentious gits. I remember at summer camp, like the day before I met Ricky Arnold for the first time, I asked an older kid, hey, what game are you playing? He was like, fuck you. You don't, you can't play with us. And it, and it was Magic, and I learned from that day forward fuck magic and
0: and let's be oh you go first i i play magic the gathering I mean, hey hey fun. i
1: i'm trying to get into it but I'm you not. actually might know about a little bit of this here's a just a theory i have the dark underbelly of professional smash has a big overlap with the dark underbelly of magic <laughs> <laughs> magic the I gathering mean, they the, I same, be- people. the I mean- same people who play smash melee are the
0: ones who play magic you're not wrong. I will admit that, um, and I learned this the hard way in my college years. Competitive Smash and competitive Magic, there are some ruthless mofo's out there. And I yeah. mean, and I mean like people—they'll call the judge for the simplest things. If I'm like, if I'm playing Magic and I'm getting ready, you know, do I have this fetch land or anything? Like if I'm preparing my turn, judge, what's going on? You're taking too long. I'm just—I'm I'm I'm looking at my cards. I'm, I'm getting ready to figure out what I'm going to do. You should have did that earlier. Excuse me. I need you guys to calm down. Or when I'm playing, you know, Smash Bros. What are you doing? I'm getting ready to play you in this game. Why are you pressing that button? What? People are so... (laughs) I mean... Bro,
1: the people who annoy me the most are the ones in Yu-Gi-Oh! who will literally stretch the definition of what their cards can do to the end of the universe. Like, the one card they have on the field, even though it won't say quick play effect or quick spell, they'll be like, it can activate during both of our turns and this and that, and then if you try to use a well-known card... With its
0: well-known effect, they'll make you hand it to them. They'll read it. They'll be like, "This isn't what it means." I hate those people. Some people. One person tried using mystical space typhoon from their hand during ha! my turn, yeah, and I said, yeah, "Did you have yeah. that set on the field before?" Yes. First of all, don't lie. So let's don't try lie this again. To me. Let's try this again. Did you play Back from it from your hand? Yes. It's a quick play. Not that quick play. Not it that quick. It's not, it's not that fast, dog. We gotta. This isn't. This isn't
1: honest which says you can use it from your hand. Cut that shit card. out. They're
0: actually they're making a dark version of him, which is pretty cool. Really? really they're going to call it Liar. <laughs> <laughs> they could have called it a Dishonest, or they could have have They could called it a lot of names, but it's just called Dark Honest. Which Lame, dishonest would have been way Lame. better. But again, the lesson that I figured out is, let's just read. Let's take a step back and read these cards. Dude. <laughs> but that is why the game...
1: It, I wouldn't even suggest people... Who are new to the game get into it because the amount of reading yeah it's a lot of rules like lawyering. It, it can be a quick paced game but you have to pick up this card and read like two whole ass paragraphs in this tiny ass font if you have bad if you're old you can't even play because you won't be able to read it, no, it can't <laughs> be a fast paced game because you have some flicker, I do like love the game I love I still love playing the game honestly but honestly play on dueling nexus don't be like this me don't aus- be buying shit from a uh, tcg player it's not worth it like i went to i make all these nice decks and my friends are like we wanna play in goat format. Yeah, we wanna play with 2005 rules because this specific time period we picked out is what we think is the best. Like, shut the fuck that's up. Where their cards come just from. Just shut but up. I bought all these new cards. Like, I spent fifteen dollars a piece on Blue Eyes Alternate White Dragon. I wanna use that bitch.
0: Yeah, that card went up in price for no reason. I think honestly, it's because it never had a reprint. It came out in the movie pack, but wow. it never had well, a reprint. Well, the reason
1: I bought it is because I hope it keeps going up in value. And, oh, it definitely will. And. Mm-hmm. The like, you're playing it so you're and <laughs> if you play blue eyes deck you need it yeah no it's you because know, it's it brush. gives you six blue eyes in your deck and it, you can summon a lot of fusions as waiting, long as you use
0: the spell trade in to, you know not i don't have it. i what's that it's if you have a little level eight in your hand you can discard it and draw two cards because your hand blue eyes is notorious for bricking a lot so use trade in at three because it's unlimited and not Brick. Wow. I was
1: very isolated at my time at Augustana College but one of the few things I actually did was I went to Anime Club which was also Game Club because it's the same fucking people and there was this autistic kid at Game Club who would always challenge me to duel named Butter and he's the only person I ever actually well his name was, fuck, I don't even remember his it's real Jacob. name. Jacob. Jacob, but I called him Butter because he was fat. But, but I don't even feel okay bad about <laughs> this because, number one, he's a no, 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 stop, stop. You're breaking the fucking punchline. Just okay, stop. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, this kid would always ask me to play for cards, which I don't fucking do. Because I collect these things. Like, what am I going to do? Give you one of the cards from my deck that I paid money for to make this deck? Like, no. And he would always ask me to play for cards. You and the funny thing it, is, the whole time I dueled this kid, I dueled him like eight times. He never touched my life points. This kid sucked. He had the most bullshit cards. He ran an Exodia deck. And he never touched my life points. This kid fucking sucked ass. But anyway, I don't got feel a whole bad whole for calling set. him Butter. Because his house got raided by the fbi at like in the middle of some year and they found like a terabyte of child porn on the kids laptop so not all these artistic kids are innocent some of them are collecting child porn
0: go watch out for that lord have mercy <laughs> oh
1: Okay, that's not okay. Augustana has a bunch of very interesting characters going there. Uh, yeah, there's. Don't send your daughters. I'm just saying. Send- please keep your daughters away from Augustana. Oh, I mean, the other thing about this kid Butter is he was bisexual. Like he wasn't one of those people who just says it because like they want the social justice credit. He would sexually harass everyone at a party. He'd sexually harass a woman when they told him to go away. He would turn around to the man who's trying to get him to stop sexually harassing the woman, and he'd reach for their dick. This kid had no... like he was autistic, but, like, come on. Bound. Like, I know you can't understand social cues, but everyone knows don't reach for people's balls.
0: Where is Mr. Butter at right now? I hope he's in jail. I don't know. Hope he's getting the hope that he needs and the hope that he deserves. But I'm more curious, Joe, tell me about what happened between you and Twitter, man. What's going on with that? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, yeah, okay. So I got involved too. I shizzle, okay.
1: It's become I've been seeing a lot of tweets lately that were like listing like the one that really stuck in my mind is there was a list of people like all the biggest white straight douchebags idolize at least one of these people. And the two people that made me mad were they threw Kanye West and Quentin Tarantino on the list, like, there was Elon Musk, there was fucking, I think Christopher Hitchens was on the list, and honestly, some of them were fair, like, there's a lot of douchebags idolizing Elon nowadays, but I had to write a tweet saying, if you're trying to cancel Quentin Tarantino for saying, for having the n-word in his movies, you are claiming to know Quentin Tarantino Tarantino better and have more knowledge about the N word than Samuel L. Jackson. So now, shut the fuck up. I people. appreciate that argument, but
0: And it I was really talking strong, to the white liberals who are not saying it. Like I'm obviously not It's talking not talking the most principled to argument to black
1: people who have a problem with Quentin saying it because like I'm not. But of course, who came out to drag me? Black Twitter. They came in force. And it, I mean, I think your original tweet did deserve some rebuttals just because you didn't put the strongest points out there. But then these people, it's always the these people immediately start calling Joe racist. And then they're using racist arguments to say that he's like, why don't you agree with her because she's black? Like, wait. Yeah, that was something a like, lot of them the said. The main like, thing was like, these, don't these argue with color. a black girl these on Twitter. These <laughs> gay and poor people of color are telling you you're wrong. How come you're not listening to them? How come you're selectively choosing to listen to Samuel L. Jackson and Donald Glover? And, and, um, and I tried negotiating with And them, Dave was, Chappelle. Thought, why do you want these straight, rich black people's opinions? It's like, first of all, I mentioned them because y'all could look up what they said. And And second of all, I don't find these people convincing. They've called me racist several times. And, and like, whenever I would, like, compliment someone's point who made, like, a reasonable, like, middle-of-the-ground statement, people would be replying to me saying, because they're not black, because she's not— And it's just, like, that is not why I agreed with them. Like, I I didn't—I mean, I did say some—I did— say to one girl like you sound hungry have you eaten today and that was the most (laughs) like that that in the context, it could definitely be taken as racist. So yeah, guys, the, real, the original tweet is to all the leftists who are currently trying to cancel Quentin Tarantino for using the N-word in his movies. Remember that you're claiming to be more knowledgeable about his racial politics and personality and to have more authority on the N-word than at Samuel L. Jackson. Shut the fuck up, people. And, wait, and I got ratioed. I got 33 replies, 23 quote tweets, and only four likes, so I got dragged. What do you think about the argument that it's trauma porn? I've heard people don't get that, accuse though, Quentin they, of they, just using it for shock value and profiting off of the black experience. This woman, and my argument is nobody else in Hollywood was going to make Django Unchained. Nobody else was going to... Like, memorialize the hate that happened in this country in the truthful and effective way that Quentin Tarantino did. Can I just say that the Django Unchained is more of a progressive film than Black Panther? Because it's black-on-black black violence. True. In Black Panther? Like, the villain should have been a Nazi?
0: I agree with what you said. I mean, um, When it comes to trauma porn, so you're saying that people think that Quentin Tarantino is using, like...
1: The shock value of slavery to profit. And that is wrong. According, to I can even pull up a tweet. I, I mean, mean, maybe like, they blocked me, so I can't. But I, let's mean, see. I mean, just I, I, look I, at the conversation. And just
0: you. so everybody can be clear of what I'm e. about e. to e. say, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I am African American. I want people to understand that. And I don't I, I don't want people to say or misconstrue anything I'm about to say. But if you're going to argue that Quentin Tarantino uses the black ex- or horror black experiences for shock value, I mean, the stories that other filmmakers make about black people, you can argue the same thing. Tyler Perry's films. Yes! He tells black people's stories. Our struggles and opinions, those are... You could argue argue the exact same thing. Tyler
1: Perry uses... A worst character. This is one of my favorite and most fucking pandering responses. Quentin Tarantino owes me $1 million for every time he's written the N word into a script. She was funny, though. She's obviously making a joke. She was funny, but... That it is like that sense of entitlement like and then they started asking Bob for money, yeah, yeah, they were like this is gonna the pay thing up. that really is annoying is these people are acting like they're coming out <laughs> to defend the culture I replied but with really Sproul they're coming out to beg people money. for money after they call them a racist, and Tim Dylan mentioned that in fucking his thing about Clubhouse that social justice <laughs> people would come into Clubhouse and, and call millionaires racists and then spam their fucking like cash apps, and I'm, I'm like. Tired. Oh, no, you're good. I, I was apologizing for using this, but you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to edit that out. No, nah, man, dude,
0: what you do what you're do. But do you
1: think it's um embarrassing that people are begging for money while they're also trying to cancel folk?
0: I just think, and it goes back to our conversation that we have all had numerous times, cancel culture in its entirety I think is very toxic, well, and I think it's not, like, okay. But in terms of people, like, outright saying, you owe me this money. Uh, You owe this, you know, this is my restitution. You owe me this and this and that. Quentin Tarantino owes me a million dollars for each time he's written the N-word and everything. Whether it's a joke or not, the fact that some people find that funny and kind of encourage it and kind of enable it is just very interesting to me because, yes, racism is alive and well. There's no denying that. No one can sit here to deny that. But Quentin Tarantino, he's not racist. There have been many people who can speak on his character to say he's not racist. Samuel L. Jackson said it's impossible for him to be racist. It would be different if you wrote these movies attacking us but actually the Django Unchained in a way it's like it's showing how we can rise up in those hard times it's a slavery movie yes but he came back and you saw the ending of it he fought against it he's showing that we can be on top and everything he's promoting and he's also giving black actors everywhere who is in his films opportunities and jobs which is more that I can say for a lot of people in this day and age
1: and to anybody who says that like oh the Django Unchained was completely fictionalized and Nobody ever did nothing like that. John Brown, he tried to organize a slave revolt. He died. There were real slaves who really tried to fight against their oppressors. Whether or
0: not the fiction—maybe not the movie itself was fiction. The experiences and the pain, that's real. Yes, exactly. So you can't just sit here and say like— Any
1: attempt to memorialize, express, and remember that pain should be respected in its own right. You shouldn't have— a lot of people on Twitter were saying you need to be black to talk about Black History, and that's just—that's like, what was annoying me the most is the that's number of the people... most ignorant. Opinion. I mean, no, I understand why people on Twitter just tell no, me to shut the fuck uh, up. My issue I'm white. isn't with cancel culture because there are it, there are people that deserve to be canceled. R. Kelly deserves to be canceled. There are. Arguably, some other like sexist reasons that Quentin might more deservingly be canceled for because of like his treatment of female actresses and dismissing like, like some bro. All he did to fuck. I know he was verbally abusive to Oma Thurman. I'm not even talking. I don't even know about Kill Bill two, but. The thing everyone's mad at him for is he made her drive a car and she got hurt. No, but it's like I've also heard that he He was trying to prove women could drive. I don't even know who the actress was, but someone was coming out like saying that they got like raped by a director and he basically said she wanted it. Um so he had a bad take. Like, yeah, it's so it's not even really I'm not even saying Quentin is the most deserving person of being canceled. Like I would argue he's uncancelable. But there are
0: people Uncance- out there that do. I mean, no one's uncancelable. Donald Trump's uncancelable. They tried canceling Chris Pratt just for a church he went to and it didn't work. I mean, they tried canceling Robert Downey Jr. for doing blackface back in Tropic Thunder. I don't know they people. got
1: Tim Gunn canceled for his bad tweets. And it's like, they were funny. I don't care that they were <coughs> jokes about child molesting, they were funny. That's not the same as molesting someone. But identity politics has definitely become way more corrosive. Yeah, I hate identity politics now. culture I, Like, itself. really, it's gotten so annoying. Because... It's like, if I talk on anything, it doesn't even need to be race-related. I will automatically get responses, like, where someone screenshots my profile pic and says... Oh, yeah. I've seen people do sounds this multiple about times. White. Sounds about white is their favorite response. People, like, like, reply with images of Joe. It, honestly... I had to report some people. Like one guy just replied, "Eat glass." Um, I reported that because I'm like that. That's definitely inciting violence. (laughs) Like it just gets very offensive and very like it's not about assessing people's arguments. It's not hateful, not assessing offensive. But like the arguments themselves don't become about the ideas. It's just all about who you are and who you're talking to. Like, it doesn't become about what you're saying or what points you make. It's just a blind, emotional reaction. And I think we should all try to fight. Like, I'm not a perfect person. Like, we. I'm going to say this. We used to make fun of fat chicks at the pool. That wasn't okay. Dave (laughs) Chappelle's Lifetime Achievement Award Ceremony. Fucking one of the dudes from SNL, The Weekend Report. I forget his name. The joke was he starts reading Huckleberry Finn and, oh, like, about, um, he stops right before the N word. Talking about because, SNL, what's his face? Because it doesn't matter who it is. And he stops right before the N word because, you know, Dave Chappelle says the N word a million times. And I didn't find that funny. But our parents. Because, number did. one, I read that quote in class fully. Like, I read it because it's in the book. Because it's a book. Read it. <laughs> you guys are so afraid of the word. Like it's your reading. Are you racist for reading? Like you didn't write it there. But either way, it's really not funny because you're just proving that Dave Chappelle and the Chappelle show couldn't happen today. That's what you guys are proving I mean, on television. Couldn't. There's no nuance. None.
0: There's a lot of shows that like that happened before that definitely couldn't come back. The Office is another one that, that
1: They're redoing Reno nine one one. It's gonna, gonna get someone it it's gonna get someone like their career. They're redoing
0: ended. Reno nine one one, they're redoing iCarly and I still find it funny. Out of all the Nickelodeon shows, no hate to iCarly fans, but out of all the Nickelodeon shows to bring back, why wasn't Drake and Josh on that top of that list? Oh because true, they're not getting
1: along, I bet. I bet Divorce, it's kind of Drake and um why does everything have to be a remake? God damn it. Like they are saying that like we're stuck in the boomer times because like the culture hasn't moved on since the boomers, but really I think we're kind of stuck in the millennial days.
0: I know I, I mean, I know the reason for like remaking Disney films because it's in their contract that they have to remake each Disney film after a certain amount of years so the next generation can enjoy it. I understand oh, it just in just that retrospect, it's really just so they can keep their copyrights. Valid. Oh yeah, definitely. Farge. But in terms of like you know rebooting iCarly and re- oh, the shows and they are getting rebooted like Fuller House. You know, Roseanne before I got, you know, you know, you know what happened to Roseanne. We know what happened
1: to Roseanne. But
0: just shows like that, I, I agree. Why not be more creative and just, it, it does feel like we're stuck. And I think in terms of creativity, I think we oh, all, shit. most people are definitely stuck. But there are some decent shows out there that are original and all Like are, The Boys. The Boys. But what, all, that's of based all, off a comic book. But still, out of all the superhero shows that are out there nowadays, and in all the movies and everything that are out there, somehow The Boys, that are that is not affiliated with Marvel or DC at all, it ended up being- it felt original. It felt I mean, organic and genuine. I
1: really feel like coming up in one of those giant, like, corporate structures really inhibits your ability to push the edge. Like a lot of the shit they show in the boys just wouldn't come out of Disney. I'm saying <laughs> Disney
0: is definitely pushing a, a child friendly or family friendly. They oriented. don't like it, blood over there. They don't. I say. I mean, they, I was on the lead when I was watching Endgame and everything like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, Thanos is whooping some serious ass. True, true, true. Pardon my language. But they never show but any blood. In there that. was, I guess I'm saying, at all. There was no blood. If I remember correctly, Cap wasn't. He was bruised, but he wasn't bleeding. That and much, that's, you know? why, that's, that's why. That's why they always like
1: in two of, well, like all three movies, they're either fighting aliens or robots. I think. <laughs> I hope people humans. know when they depict violence without blood, you actually are kind of like making violence more it. normal. Because when you actually commit violence. There's gore and shit. And your hand hurts. And your hand hurts. I'm and I'm it's it's a
0: whole thing. I'm going to say episode one of The Boys Alone, When spoiler alert, when Huey's girl got ran into by A-Train and there was blood and guts literally everywhere. He was holding her hands. By, he was holding her hands. That was left. That was, left, See, the, that the, was the blood gross. everywhere. That scene alone would not fly in Disney. DC, depending on which DC they would Like if it was the Joker, yes, because the Joker was very bloody. Back the old days, but like most most movies nowadays, most superhero films, they don't want to do that, they don't want to push that bar. I
1: mean, there are, I mean, horror films. Do you watch horror movies?
0: I'm a massive horror fan. I know you are. So shout out to the channel Dead Meat by James A. Janice. It's a he does a lot of critiques and like kill counts of horror films. He makes he does it in a satire funny way, but I like horror. Films. But
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna get straight to my most like aggressive point Uh, do you think horror films like increase your like i think there's a linear relationship between the amount of horror films you watch and like your chances of like developing like some type of disorder (laughs) like i think they are not like okay my ex lily she liked horror films too and she was batshit crazy now i'm not saying the horror films made her crazy she was in a whole fucked up situation. Like, we don't need to get into that on the pod, but I, when, I just, I just can't. I just feel like they putting that amount of fear into your brain. It definitely could shake something loose. I mean, especially if you are watching them on drugs. Maybe if you are watching horror movies sober, that's less dangerous. But I would definitely argue if you are watching horror films on mind altering substances, you are definitely asking for. Schizophrenia, or something—that's a possibility. They say horror films actually increase the likelihood that you're going to develop schizophrenia. That's what I'm trying to say. But I was being way more general. But But the studies actually say schizophrenia. Do you think your horror film watching, like, do you remember any really scary movies that really impacted you, like,
0: in terms of actually scare, in terms of actually scare me? No, I I can say right now there's only been two movies that I've ever been actually scared of. Which one? It was more like it wasn't like a. It was like a jump scare and something like that.
1: Okay, yeah, jump scares there.
0: And there was there was things that just definitely shook into my core and that it surprised me. The first one was when I watched The Mist when I was younger. The movie was fantastic. That movie highly, is scary. Highly recommend that anybody would watch that film. And the recent movie that I watched that really shook into my core. It wasn't even that fact that it was scary, but it was just the fact of how it was made into shock by it. Hereditary. Uh-huh. Hereditary. Yeah. Yes. And to add on to your question, do I think scary movies, I mean, for me, it's just, I mean, horror movies were kind of an escape for me. I think of a lot of things, like, you know, me playing video games and me playing Yu Gi Oh!, it was kind of an escape from a reality. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's like reading for me because reading helps you escape into the world. And that's how people read Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and everything. But for me, do I think the horror films, have they ever made me, do I think it's impacted my psyche in certain ways? Yes. Like,
1: but honestly, I'm not trying to single out horror films. No, because, no, like, no. You you if can, you read enough murder mysteries, you're more likely to commit murder. I'm going
0: like, to say, me and my mother, we watch a lot of, like, crime shows. And, like, we watch Dexter, who lost Law & Order, Criminal Minds and everything. And for, if anything, it's actually made us more aware and maybe more, a little bit more paranoid on the side. I will admit that, you know, I live in a robust city. I watch a lot of, you know, crime shows and everything. You see these things that you never thought was going to happen. American greed. You watch all these things that you never thought were going to happen, now you're seeing that it actually is doable. And with our technology nowadays, anything is possible. You guys heard of deep fakes? Yeah. They're saying that that's becoming a, so easier for people to do nowadays that, you know, you can say I didn't do this, but someone can make a perfectly resemble deep fake, and you would have that evidence against you. And how would you to come? I mean, well, the, I the way that you can fight it is, one,
1: deepfake. you would need to have, like, some type of tracker on you to prove you a lot of the deep you fakes being. you can tell, like this, watch, they're getting if pretty I wear good. They're getting pretty good if you can prove, like, honestly, there is an advantage and a disadvantage to always being tracked. It's like if you're if tweeting, you don't do anything. if you're tweeting from your house and someone gets murdered five blocks away, you got an alibi. So that.
0: I think there's a good The side. one
1: good thing that's happening is with all the cameras and all the location tracking and all the microphones. We are approaching the point where nothing is hidden. You know what I mean? Like where everything is exposable. Like that guy in the N- who was the NBA owner who said that racist shit to his girlfriend. She exposed his ass. He had him on video. Do you remember that?
0: Was it like the Clippers owner yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So like now they got a That owner. couldn't have happened forty years ago. Definitely not.
0: But nobody well, would have if she wore a wire. It's a blessing and a curse because like with everything out in the opening, there's nothing private, and everybody needs privacy in a certain rep- certain sense. Because, but you gotta you gotta you gotta like, dispel agree.
1: you gotta dispel that notion that you need privacy because it's it's gone. See, we're podding. We don't have any privacy. And Eat anything. my ass, bitch. We're bitches. being a little more careful, too, because... <laughs> I was say, I mean,
0: we was already proving that Siri listens into your conversations. People are already listening to our phone calls.
1: Yeah, when you say, hey, Siri, literally the speech bubble on the screen pops up shit like right before you said, hey, Siri. It's like, bitch, you're listening all the and
0: time. And what's crazy is, I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen before, where, like, you're talking about something. Like, there was an instance where I was talking to my mom about bins. I was, I was looking to have some new bins in my apartment and, then, and everything like that. And now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing ads about bins. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, I'm on YouTube. I see an ad about a bin. I'm on... And TV. they say they don't do that. They say I'm reading a book online. You know, here's a new bin ad for you know, Amazon Prime. We have these new bins in store for you. That's creepy.
1: The thing that really sealed that shit for me is we were at a trivia night. The question The question was like, what food was renamed Liberty Cabbage during World War One. I. I was pretty sure it was sauerkraut. When I go in my phone after we've put in our answer just to look up and check the answer, all I needed to do was type in the letter L. And it jumps to Liberty Cabbage in the suggested. And it's like, there's a lot of things with the word liberty in them. You would never, unless you're listening to me, Suggest liberty, liberty cabbage. cabbage, and it was even scarier because I'm listening to Tim Dillon, and they, you know that horrific thing about the f- two people that got killed over the snow. Yes. Well, just because yeah, yeah. I was listening to Tim Dillon, it literally auto searches oh, yeah. after I put two letters in it to found like the video. Snow. I don't even remember what For the phrase him. was, but it literally types in the phrase to find the video, and it's like I thought. I mean, I kind of appreciate it because on the one hand, I'm glad. They're not censoring videos like that to the extent that I can't find them, but on the other, why is my phone helping me find gore? That's what I'm saying, it like, wasn't. It was on that news. It's gore, no, bro. Bruce. They got executed on fucking. It's it's just, honestly, any- this is what I had to say about the killer. Bob, we shouldn't know. have finished them off. <laughs> but I want to hear what, Devaris, what <laughs> gonna
0: say. I was gonna say it just in terms of it goes back to what we said about privacy. Is there a such thing as? I mean, we're all, we Okay, we already know we're being watched, but, like, is privacy even a thing for us anymore? Because, again, our technology is only advancing.
1: Have you—this is another random core footage I've seen recently. Have you seen the—there was this accident in, like, Bolivia. There was, like, all these students pressed up against this railing. Like, they were protesting on, like, the seventh floor. Had a huge crowd. The railing busts. Like, nine people fell their deaths.
0: That is terrible. On an
1: interior courtyard. Yeah, one person hung on to that and fell that down, dangling one railing right. like Spider Man. They got, boop. yeah. But it was really fucked up. It it really was like. But damn. no, I don't think there is a such thing as privacy. Like I think maybe if you get rid of your phone and you live in a fucking field, yeah, you can you have can privacy. Be but like, as soon as you buy something, if you've got. If you don't if you use electronic payment, they know who had it. Like even if you I use mean, cash, if you got that cash out of an ATM from your bank account, they know it was you. And like when you everything is Eliminate track. considering all your own personal decisions. You can't stop someone from buying like a camera that can see through your whole house or like a microphone. You mean like a sensor, not a can I mean A microphone that can be pointed at your window like there's just so much technology out there that's advanced so far that even if you took every precaution you'd have to be really rich end-to-end encryption is pretty cool yeah but now they're oh this was the most annoying thing I they're talking about end-to-end encryption and Tim Dillon tweeted this out it was like one of the Weinstein saying something but he was quote tweeting the FBI and the FBI video was what, what pissed me off so much because the FBI dude testifying before Congress, the first thing he says in the video is we are not looking for a back door. (laughs) And then later in the video, he says we are simply looking for a method to enforce legal like injunctions to like allow us into the device. And I'm like, so a back door. Like, they're like, it's going to be in the hands of Apple. But no, if they leave a way for them to get in. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. If they leave a way for Apple to open up a phone, that's just a back door. And that means all encryption would be useless. Dude, did So you even when <laughs> we get privacy back on the internet, the FBI... Oh, and you know, you know what the reason they were saying was for, like, why we can't have internet privacy? Why? Because they need to be able to find pedophile. Yes. They need none of us to have internet privacy so they can act on the tips they get from Facebook about uh, pedophilia. I'm sorry, but there's more important things. Like finding the actual kids in person, not fucking finding the images of them after they've been molested. Like, that's what they never mentioned. If you find the image... That means you already let the kid get molested. Hey, can we talk about MBS? Yeah, I want to talk about Mohammed bin Saladin. Do you know you know about MBS, Mohammed? No, but I'm willing to learn. He did. He's 9/11. the crown. Cram- Bob, that's actually not true. He was too young. He's like 29. He would have been like his dad, still Mohammed bin Saladin. I'm talking about the old one, you idiot. I'm not talking about Prince. You're saying the king that's currently on the throne? Yes. That's actually probably true. I'm talking about the real... I'm not talking about Junior. I'm talking about the dude who actually paid for 11 of the hijackers. They were from Saudi. You think he's pretending to have um, dementia so no one kills him? I mean, his son... I've read an article talking about how his son's, like, actually fucking around with, like... In the West, I, it was a German article, so they probably just—it's not false; it's true. If it's a German article, yeah, it was a German article. The, they, this is something they were saying: the sun is actually like way more aggressive, and he's in line to take control, and that's bad because he's been playing a lot of games. Yeah, the, the that, article. Okay, so the article Bob Speed. I can about. pull it up. There was a memo that came out in like 2016 that the German intelligence agency released, and the reason this is funny. Is because the article basically says, this guy is a bad hombre, we don't trust him. And the German State Department immediately was like, shut the fuck up, he's going to be the head of state. It's loaded. Keep that to yourself. So literally like the German CIA was just talking smack about Mohammed bin They released it publicly at least, so everyone got to see it before it was taken down. But there's still an Intercept article or Yeah, that's the one I'm like sh- trying to show him. But no one really talks about how the Saudis were implicated in 9-11. Like, well, everyone Tim usually gets does. bogged down by and the and other conspiratorial American nonsense War. that the Bushes were involved, but the may- way more directly involved... Just because the Bushes... Did do business with the Saladin. Yeah, they're an oil family. Yes, that makes sense. They traded with the Saladins. I don't think that means they knew about 9 11. 11. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think (laughs) so. I think they made their wealth dealing with them, yes. But. Probably the, selling them drilling the, equipment. The fact that the Saladines are talked about less because we can say Bush easier. It's just because everyone wants to focus on America. Yeah, everyone wants to make it an internal conspiracy. Except when it's about Epstein, then they want to talk about Mossad because if we don't, it's literally because people are more obsessed with discrediting the Jews than they are with discrediting America. I think now JFK. What do you think? Maybe the CIA killed him. Maybe I mean that's possible because he was fucking a Russian spy, and it it probably would have came out. And it makes sense. They did. I I just think. But why are we diving into more and more conspiracies? Man, focus on one thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just had to bring up Alex. I wanted to go on the record on what I thought about JFK. This is not. Because that's... Wars. the wars. We're liberal infowars. I think war. that's <laughs> one of the only credible conspiracies. That's why I brought it up. Like, I'm saying, like... Only credible... Okay, okay. and maybe the last. Bro, the everyone Pizza-gate knows... Ex- the Pizzagate conspiracy is true. You just remove the Bro, pizza and add Jeffrey Epstein. You. And it's completely no. true. And Hillary has nothing to do Bill with Clinton it. Bill w- Clinton... Yes, she does. Bill was on that plane. Bill was on that plane... Dozens of times. What do you
0: mean Hillary has nothing to do with it? Him and Trump. You read Are, this shit? I didn't want, I didn't want to... Like I said, I still want to contribute, but I read most of it and everything. It's interesting. I never... I but say, basically
1: what they say in that article is true because that was written before that journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, was killed. Like, the, hmm. the, the Germans wrote that article about how MBS was a bad hombre and then... That bad hombre started killing journalists who were protected by the American government. Okay, this is a quote from Saladin Jr. A war between Saudi Arabia and Iran is the beginning of a major catastrophe in the region, and it will reflect very strongly on the rest of the world. So, for I- sure, we will not allow any such thing. <laughs> We've let them genocide Yemen for like five years now. But um while we're talking about people murdering their own people cuz Jamal Kasoji was a Saudi um he was a First of all, American. what do you think about that like people being killed by the group they left? <coughs> Happened to Malcolm X. That's what that's what we're trying to delve table into. Uh, As say.
0: Oh. We're uh. trying to go to X. <laughs> we're going to get to his philosophy. You're the X expert. By The way to the ex expert, but I do read a lot on Michael, yeah. You you have
1: to teach the viewers and us about him because we're the white folk who are clinging to because white people can't know black history.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Says it's it's interesting how again, Michael Max, you know, rose with the nation of Islam with Elijah Muhammad and everything, found discrepancies and the hypocrisies that Elijah was doing. I wouldn't say he left the nation of Islam, I would say he more so gravitated towards the better meaning of it. After he saw, after his trip to Mecca, he saw how it wasn't just, you know, it was just one race. It was people from, you know, it was black, orange, white, whatever you want to identify yourself as, or whatever you are. He saw what it truly meant to be, came back and had a better understanding of it, wanted to preach that and wanted to do that. But again, you can't just insult See, someone as powerful as Elijah and think you're going to be with it.
1: This isn't just a Muslim issue. Like every religion fucks and kills its reformers. Like, the fucking Mormons went and tried to burn down the paper the Mormon executor after ex-Mormons left and tried started talking shit about the polygamy, oh, the yeah. Catholic Church. We've burned a lot of people alive as heretics. Um, it's not just a Muslim thing, but there is a section in the Quran that says, I mean, I've only read it in English, so to all you purists out there. I haven't really read the Quran, but according to it in English, it says that beware of reformers because no matter what they say or how good they're saying it or how many people they say they want to help, they are being whispered to by the devil. And I think that that's really that makes it really hard to say something new as a Muslim like not only did Malcolm get fucking shot, but um I heard about some Ancient Muslims that like were embracing rational thought, and they were saying rational thought should pri- should triumph over the Quran. And um, some imam in Baghdad started saying they were heretics, and they all got hunted down and Joe, burned. So, this a, what was the name of the guy who founded Turkey? Who's Jamal f- something Ataturk. Yeah, Ataturk. Ataturk, father of the Turks. Do you know anything about Ataturk?
0: I do not.
1: Well, he is famous for a lot of things, but the short run is he beat Churchill at Gallipoli. Like, they repelled the British when they were landing their troops at Gallipoli, which was like a pre-D-Day D-Day. They really fucked the British up. Mustafa Kemal Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. And by being at Gallipoli and winning that campaign, he conveniently did not take part in, in the Armenian genocide so good for him for being a turk who didn't kill any armenians and he founded the modern state of turkey Which and when he founded it he made it a secular state where the military would intervene and stop islamists from destroying his secular republic hmm. so yeah he he pretty I cool mean, dude in my opinion but i'm a westerner has so since i'm biased reg- like reacted the Erdogan has way. brought. Erdogan's the first Islamist to rule Turkey, yeah, since so now it's Atatürk. now it's they're trying to be like the capital of the Muslim world. So it's really an interesting. But country. I want to hear more about Malcolm and his yes, beliefs. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't want to focus on people getting killed by their own people. Well, I do, but
0: so one worked. of the one of my favorite things about it is just, and a lot of things that Malcolm taught. Again, this isn't like a propaganda. I'm not. saying... No, we like, want to we propagandize, propagandize for Malcolm's <laughs> ideas. I would just say I'll I put his more ideas out there and everything. It's just, I know a lot of people have mixed images about him, but for me and my belief, he wanted people who, you know, he would his, he went from African-American to an Afro-American, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool and really it's inspiring for people to What's try What's the difference
1: aim- between those two things?
0: African-American and Afro-American. It was just basically he wasn't, because um, back in the day and even now, the N-word was a really prominent thing. He was too big for that word. He transcended past African American. He was just an Afro American. He was above it. And I'm not saying like, you know, he was better than everybody else. It's just a matter of in terms of belief and who he was and the peace that he was trying to obtain. It was higher than that. He was it was bigger than what he was eventually became and everything. And it's just one of the core things he taught was he wanted us to respect each other. He wanted us to educate each other. He wanted us, to, you know, black be kind. people to respect each black people. Each other. And then, and then later on in life, after Mecca, he wanted everybody to respect each other. He tried. Well, that's good. Early in life, like you that. know, he he was mainly focusing on the whole we need to rise as a black nation to separate each other from the white man. But I think one of the things that really touched me about him is the fact that he learned from it. It wasn't just a singular story. He's like, yeah, because a lot of things he was pro- preaching at first was we cannot be integrated. How can we be integrated when our own house isn't even together? We can get our house together, but then we still have to fight against the oppression of the white man. But later on in life, yeah, he realize i, realized- I th-
1: I've heard one of his quotes where he was like, we cannot integrate into American society because American society is inherently a white supremacist society. And if we integrate into that, we will become self-hating. I think that's the gist of one of his quotes, but I disagree with
0: Again, and after and after Mecca, he saw his brothers and sisters. He saw anybody from any race getting together and he realized it is possible. We can't integrate, we can't do this and that, but we have to start with our own house. We have to figure out a way to not do that hatred and everything. Again, he taught us to be educated, help one another, accept one Patronize
1: another.
0: Patronize black businesses. Patronize black businesses Go to Harold's. <laughs> <laughs> but like again, but he also wasn't a fool in everything. He also says if someone touches you Make sure they don't touch you ever again. And you me and you. mean we all know what that means and everything. He's not going to just sit here and say, like, you know, if someone, like, tries to hurt you or anything like that, let it happen. No. We believe by any means necessary. But there is a time and a place. And this is kind of like me, me and Joe, we've had this talk about, you know, MLK versus Malcolm and everything like that. Rustin any, versus Malcolm. And that, too. But any means necessary. But, like, there is a time and a place where violence is... Necessary. If someone I completely on agree. You, but there's also a time where, defense. like, there's also a time where, like, will violence solve everything? And I would like to take his b- turn back and just think of, like, you know, I don't want to narc on the whole George Floyd and everything like that. I don't want to keep talking. I don't want to.
1: Well, actually, can we narc on, on, on the man with the knife? Jacob Blake, Bob. Yeah, is that what you're going yeah, for? That's right.
0: I just think when it comes to these instances that happen and everything, what happened to you know these people are terrible. It's Jacob tragic. Blake got
1: lucky, actually. He did,
0: but my point is, what happened to them is terrible. But I always think about it when I see it on the news, what is the rioting going to do? You know, what is all increase racial resentment? What is all the looting going to do?
1: Well, okay, I'll, I'll say this about the looting, especially the looting in Chicago. Last time there were racial unrest in Chicago, the West Side burned to the ground. So. Okay. Looting State Street, in my opinion, compared to burning black neighborhoods to the ground, vast now, improvement. Now, now, actually, if that's the actually, direction we're going to go in, fine. Lose the businesses on State Street. Here's one thing I have to say. While it didn't make sense for Minnesotans to attack the only big box retailer based in their state, it didn't make sense for them to attack Target. They should have gone Why, for Walmart. No, no, listen <laughs> to me, Joe. Watching... That black, I want. There are some stills of this dude taking a crowbar to an auto, checker. an auto checker. I lie, I and that, that is exactly the type of resistance that the worker might be forced to resort to. In the I future. consider attacking Man the auto checkers robot. to be applied and was nonviolent resistance. I actually inspired just seeing like the rage and like getting. There are some problems with capitalism that I think sometimes like. Maybe the ignition isn't directly related to the reaction, but I do think there are some capitalists that deserve this. Door's but, but no, in a more general sense, the rioting and the looting, if Malcolm X was trying to get black people to respect themselves and to get respect from wider American society, both of those things just drag us back. Maybe a white cop hesitates before he kills another black guy. May, like that, I'm I'm just seeing, like maybe some positive change came out of these like tensions that erupted. Like, did it though? I don't know. But I mean, actually, it obviously has. Like, say look at the Bob. Shut up in that divorce talk. I say
0: my I say my home got looted. Oh, I, I don't live on State Street. I, I, live, up, I live up north near Laurie Lightfoot. See, and my, my whole neighborhood got looted. That's
1: a prime example of how. That's awful.
0: I would say, like, when it comes to, like, looting on State Street, I'm not going to say that some businesses deserve to get looted because at the end of the day, that's just... Hatred only incites hatred. See,
1: <laughs> I know hatred only incites hatred, but y- the reason I In am my- kind of okay with the State Street thing is if a big-box store decides they don't want to be on State Street and leaves... That's an opening for a local business,
0: and while that's true and everything, I guess that's the whole if the ends justify the means. But why did it have to come? For, why did it have to come to that? From and the and
1: this is my thing. Like, well, I, I, I cited the the auto checker situation specifically because I think like if you're gonna disrupt like this, your efforts have to be very targeted. Yeah, it has to be specific, targeted. Specific, and all the people you are targeting have to have like done. Things. that's the real problem with like black the fact cl- that your house is getting looted it's evidence that these people don't really give a fuck who they're robbing and like okay everyone's seen the video of those white people like waving at the protesters behind their like glass the big ass glass window and then getting like bricks chucked down and i laughed the first time i saw that but it is also like what well, they were supporting you. <laughs> they were like the thing people attacked Joe and I on Twitter for being racist, and like Joe's like initial responses were like, "I do care about the opinions of all Black people," and it's like Joe sounding real. It's just obvious that Joe doesn't hate African Americans, <laughs> but the hate's still coming. Like the infighting will. It always really happen. is baiting, so what some people do. But the, I think one of the biggest problems with Black Lives Matter is that it was a leaderless movement and yeah, things got more extreme. Like methods got more extreme. And like Bob says, there was no surgical application of these things. It was just spreading. Like Kenosha was burned down for a dude who grabbed a knife. Like I know they shouldn't have let him get to the car to get the knife. And, but like a whole Midwestern city was burned down for a guy who grabbed a knife and didn't even die when, like, Ahmad Aubury was actually lynched in the streets. Leftist infighting is what will destroy the left. And that can be caused by, like, black people robbing black people. Like, that's a good way to create a Republican. right? It's just, like, people should just be more careful with their actions. Maybe more.
0: It's kind of, I think about what we said, we talked about earlier, about how every action has, like, a reaction. And mm-hmm. right? everything like that. It's just... And I agree, burning down Kenosha. is just when these things happen to certain people, whether you're black or white, why is us as a people? Why is us as a society? Why is our first instinct is to start riots? riot? It's why what happened to George Floyd was terrible. Cool, we understand that it was terrible. It shouldn't never happen. It should never happen again. But why is our first instinct? Why? We, why is the whole thing the riot? It got so bad to the point where his family, his brother, had to say George would not want this. George would not want you guys to, you know, burn everything to the ground. But yeah, that's what happened. And it's cool. People are like saying, Let's come together, you know, it's Black Lives Matters went from something peaceful to something constructive to where I wasn't even sure what it is now. It went from let's do a peaceful protest.
1: I think now it's just an outgrowth of cancel culture. Do you know? There's not even marches anymore. There's just riots and cancellations. Do you know who James Clavburn is? No. Like, can we talk about if we look at the real civil rights movement, Martin Luther King had to set an example of nonviolence to keep his followers nonviolent so that a nonviolent movement could spread from Birmingham to Alabama to lunch counters across the entire south so, like that is power I'm, that is what real power looks I wanna like I want to talk about a little known fact about american elections the most important election is not election day it's always the primary and nobody it's shows always it. the primary, and turnout for primaries is always low. Which means, who controls who wins the primary? The old moderates who always vote. So every single year, more people vote in the general than they do in the primary. When the fact is, if you lose your primary, you might as well not show up for the general. This is just my opinion. I mean, because fact. in the primary, one, the most important factor... After the first four states was James Clyburn. He's a black leader in Georgia who or is he from North Carolina? I think he's from North Carolina. But so basically after the first four states, Bernie Sanders won 2 or 3 of them. No one else was coming out front. This leader comes and tells the whole He's a black political leader. He's talking to black people. He tells them to get behind Joe Bob. Biden. People know who Joe, who James Clyburn. Yeah, is. but DeVaris don't. I don't. Oh well, that's why we're talking about it. So <laughs> he James told Clyburn, everybody to vote for Joe Biden gets, instead of Bernie, and they listen. He gets eighty percent of voters in North Carolina. Eighty percent of black voters to vote for Joe Biden, when God damn it, Bernie Sanders is the only one who had a coherent like plan. For racial equity, like Bernie Sanders was the one who marched with Martin Luther King. Bernie Sanders is a real, like he was a real part of the civil rights movement, and it, the people have seen the picture of him getting arrested, Bob. They get it, but I'm just annoyed that it's so. He started easy. his activism here in Chicago, fighting against housing segregation. I just, I just wish that. People were higher IQ voters, and people showed up for primaries. Because I know my buddy Stefan; he's white. He didn't show up for his primary in Missouri, so he can't complain when the candidate they end up picking is booty as hell. Because you didn't vote in the damn primary. Nobody votes in primaries. Our friend Paige; she never, she'll never vote in an election her entire life. Um, and some people will tell you that with pride. And I, to all the socialists who think. Oh, I'm listening to Lenin when I when I abstain from the electoral system. You might be listening to Lenin. That's I just, true. I just know so many Lenin people. Lenin needed World War I to destabilize his country before he could take over. I know someone many people don't vote or vote on low IQ shit like James Clyburn said I should vote for Joe Biden. If that was why you voted for Joe Biden, you voted because someone got paid. He got paid to say that he didn't give a fuck who won, who lost. basically, to him, all the candidates in the primary are the same. It's who's offering me money, and it's like, of course, Joe Biden's going to be the one to have the money behind him. What did Malcolm say about voting? I know in the ballot or the bullet he talks about um. Voting doesn't turn out, we got other options. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for... Bob, I'm asking DeVaris a question. I'm sorry.
0: You're good. Um, hmm. I'm trying to figure out my, I want to use my words very carefully. I gotta make sure I do that correctly. Wait. What are you all for? I wish Bob?
1: I had read more Malcolm X for one. I mean, you could um, read more anybody. I have Martin Luther King's second book, which I'm gonna start reading once I'm done with Permanent record by Edward Snowden. Once I'm done with that book, oh. we can talk about it. <laughs> um,
0: I'll, mm. I'll say I'll I'll arrange it because I don't want to use my words very carefully when it comes to like his options for voting and stuff like that. I mean because I also have to think about how his past experiences when it comes to like elected officials. I'll and say this like
1: that. What Malcolm said about the Democrats and the Republicans being the same, like that might be kind of true. Now, it's only but this. he was saying there's no difference between a Democrat and a Republican because of the Dixiecrats. And I just have to point out to Malcolm, the Dixiecrats are gone. We lost them. So there was something different. Dude, the fucked up thing for the Democrats nowadays is in the primaries, they're controlled by the moderates. But then in the general, it's up to all the, the young radicals th- to pull out the vote (laughs) they need to pretend they're fighting for something like we're gonna legalize weed and joe biden i mean i hope he legalized it federally but well even when the the progressives turn out for the primary or for the party elections remember what happened in nevada the the progressive candidates won every seat in the nevada oh yeah democratic party and all of the moderate staff members resigned and gave themselves money while they walked out the door yeah so even when we win Even when people show up Then the moderates will Take their, take their money and go, and, go and go home And I mean I understand I understand that to a certain point But We really Let the idea of the Democratic Party Degenerate It's not the same that it used to be But I wanted to talk more to you DeVaris we should change the topic right now.
0: No, it's interesting. I just, (gasps) I was thinking about a question. Yeah. What do you guys think it's going to take for us to come together as a society or as a people or as a country?
1: Well, we need to set a higher standard for the lowest portion of society. I, I mean, I think improving conditions would help a lot, but I really do think, I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm being dismissive of racial issues, like, I want to push for material improvement of the poor and, I like, the di- the disparaged. But also, the victim mentality, like, the mentality that it is the American system that's been holding people down and that America is inherently evil and it needs to be torn down and we need to start over again. I think that needs to go. Because, like, what holds us together? Like, what makes us all in common. Like, I do think it's the fact that we're Americans. And I know there are some black people and there are some brown people that don't like to identify as Americans because they don't feel like the American like system represent yeah, I'm talking about you. (laughs) But like (laughs) at the end of the day, what word are we gonna come up with that ties us all together? Like, yeah, we're all humans, we're all people, but we have a word that's specific for the people in this country that entitles us all to the same rights and to the same like treatment and it's American. Well I think anything and regardless can be of American. the negative con the not the negative like history associated with it. Like we are not gonna start Go. calling ourselves Colombians. They are there's already a Colombia. Two things. I just had to say one thing right now. I look at China and I see I see America. Why? <laughs> Tell explain that, I'm that. not gonna explain that. Two um, he's, not, he's gonna say, "I look at China and I see America." Devars, I no wanted to ask you a question about how soon do you see? What do you think we need to do to get together? How soon? What well, one? How soon do you see like a huge portion of your logistics uh, jobs being robotically taken away? Second, not um, I I really think we need to build more. I think. One of the good sides to our technology and the lack of privacy we have today is that it would be cheap and affordable to build safe and adequate public housing for all of the homeless we have in this country today. Because with cameras and scale— Wouldn't you scale, want to employ people, though? Yes, but I'm just telling you it would be impossible to make it safe without the cam- like the the scalable effects of technology makes it affordable to build safe ha- like it wouldn't be like the projects were like people are always like oh we can't build public housing it'll he be just like that. no we can do it 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 would take that's like, like they big said brother, last time big I mean, brother I mean, i'm I'm, be, I'm a big in favor of the cameras housing. would make it's it, just, it when impossible. you say bold things like it won't be like the projects it won't you be. need some specifics, bro. We're gonna have cameras. They ain't gonna be shootings. They ain't gonna be nobody the real, getting away the with real rape. The real problem is you can't build shit like that and then have, like, southern states and conservative states pull out the funding and, like, cripple it because... What do you mean pull out the funding? I mean, we could build public housing, we could have enough people hired to maintain and, like, keep those systems safe, and then if the federal government gets taken over by conservatives, and they f- pull the funding away, and they make the states pay We're for it. they are never going to lose another neglect. election. Are you listening We're to gonna this, We're going to have the UBI, and we'll always run on that.
0: I'm thinking about Bob's question. He's, he asked me the question that I asked him about what I think we can use to do to be better. But we I also
1: think. need the UBI, I think, because I think everything's going to get roboticized.
0: It kind of reminds me. It's a weird segment. When you say robotized, I think of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the newer one. Robotized, where uh, Charlie's dad worked at a factory. He got, his job got replaced by a robot who could do the job, just as efficiently and everything like that. I do that. I do see that happening. Like, look kind of, at me.
1: My Tesla truck gonna be Ubering people, while my ass is in
0: bed. Bob, <laughs> I just think, but to answer your other question about what it takes for us to come together and everything, um, there has to be a middle ground. There has to be a certain level playing field that we can all agree on and get to. And at the end of the day, our core values, we all want the same thing. It's to be happy, financially stable, financially free, live our lives, have families and everything like that. But I'd like to add. Bob, some, okay. stop
1: interrupting. Sustainability. Me. Can you shut
0: no, he makes a good point. Sustainability is good. We need that as a, we need that as an American society. We need sustainability and everything That's It's a true. global society. Facts, but our core issue is just—it's kind of like a nihilistic, It's kind of like a dark mindset to think about it. Buzz, buzz. But as a human species, there's always conflict. There's always something that we can't agree on and everything like that. And I was I was talking to you guys earlier about there's an anime, anime people, I know, right? Anime where. It's kind of like the same thing. There's a character, it's Attack on Titan. Spoil alerts for anybody by the way. The main character, Aaron, his entire race of people are being they've been hated on for centuries. They've been punished for crimes that they committed centuries ago, but the people in this day and age didn't do anything about it. They've been attacked, bombarded with wars and everything. And Aaron and their whole his whole gang of friends, they wanna to try to do this peacefully. They wanna to try to be accepted into society, like hey, our people before he did this, but we are They're trying not. to Don't it.
1: punish the son for the sins of the father.
0: Exactly. So why are we being punished for our ancestors' and mistakes when we ourselves have, have not done anything? And it's gotten to the point where Aaron is—he's Aaron has reached the point where, like, the only way he can sustain this, and the only way his people can survive, is to kill everybody else. To get rid of everybody else. It's kind of like the whole thing of. And
1: there it is. We're a national socialist podcast, everyone. <laughs> the black guy brought us there. No. Um, Genocide! Shut up, Joe.
0: It's just like, it, it kind of goes back to the dark saying, I can't be racist if there's only one race. Because you are not to every other race because that way his people can be happy. And i, I talked to a lot of co workers about this. I'm like, what can we do to reach that point? Not genocide, but what can we do to avoid that? What, how can we come together as a people? What can we do differently? So to me,
1: I think my earlier answer, I'm going to stick with it, but I'm going to add will I am's point to it, the song "One Tribe y'all." like we have to be one people, like even if we didn't come from one people or our ancestors didn't consider ourselves one people like. We have to just do it. And I know people say like the whole colorblind thing or the I don't see race thing that that's like racist. And yeah, if you're pretending that no one experiences racism or that like it just doesn't happen, you're ignoring real life. But we have to try to look past each other's like skin color and each other's background and just treat each other Like we treat our own family. I just want to directly respond to something DeVar said. You talked about conflict and I'm just there's so much unnecessary conflict in society in pop culture I just think people are really distracted You deem it unnecessary. No, people get really distracted by petty conflicts that shouldn't even be happening so much so that they don't even realize the big issues that really could unite 80% of people together if they just thought about the big picture. Not about who they want to win this football game or who's going to win The Bachelor. Or how much more their neighbor has. Or how many likes they can get for goofing on so-and-so.
0: That kind of goes back to the whole mentality of... There's a reason, like, the whole social media mentality of... Or is it, what was it, FOMO? Fear of missing out? on the whole social media about the dangers it does to your mental health. That's why a lot of people do a detox or people don't have social media at all. I, I agree with that. People use their energy and they waste it on different things that just just don't matter. And that's a really interesting segue. I learned that, I remember that quote from Elton John movie, Rocket Man when he was in therapy. In the film, he says, I just spent most of my life paying attention to things that just don't matter. Wasting my energy on things that just don't matter. And I, and I agree with that. We're comparing ourselves to each other when we should be trying to better each other. We tear mm-hmm. each other down when we should be trying to build each other up. People are more focused on how many likes that I get on this picture? I know people who posted a picture on Instagram. If they don't get a certain amount of likes, they delete it. I know people who've done that.
1: Or I work really hard not to judge people too harshly for their vanity. Because I don't want to be separated from the majority of the culture just because I have like a judgment against their vanity. But it seriously needs to be worked on. Like, there are too many people who just care about how they look and how they look better than others. I, I've i seen it get as petty as people, like, start hating each other just because, like, they used to be best friends and one of them started hanging out with somebody else a little bit more and they got jealous. And the whole thing is, like... Well, while we're on that subject... Fuck you, Jake and Ben. Yeah, fuck you, Jake and Ben. But, um... i just think like people got to be more accepting of each other as individuals and like accept that while they might not be hanging out with you as much now like that doesn't mean anything less about the time you guys were hanging out or that that it's anything reflection on you personally like people are just free flowing and like Things will come back together, usually. <laughs> it's meant to be... People get really jealous, though. I've got some swash. There's just a lot of things that people get distracted by that don't... I get distracted by myself. I go on weird tangents throughout my day when I should be focused. I should be focused on reading. But, you know, sometimes it's important to have those tangents. They're more fun that way. Well... While we're talking about things that just ain't worth it. You guys want to drag some of these snakes in Lombard? <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely. Could. First, I'd like to just say, Paige, it was bogus to get me fucked up on fucking mushrooms and then like never hang out with me again. I mean, I'm better off because I sh- I need to be studying and I can't be hanging out with you all the time. And it's fine, but. Telling me to forget you while I'm uh, on okay. mushrooms. Too deep into this. For <laughs> um, it was just. They like, don't all need to know, bro. Don't be dropping things on people. When oh yeah, on don't hard get drugs. people. Don't get on people psychedelics and then tell them something up. really important. Yeah, it, that's just the point. It's don't like be trying to traumatize. Infram- someone. It is a traumatizing. I couldn't handle anything that day. Joe knows. Joe knows. But yeah, wh- who else are we gonna drag through the mud? We want James really get Manuel. Gossipy. You're still a creep. We heard. Yeah, we heard.
0: <laughs> Again, it, it goes to my what I say on my slogan on Instagram. Regardless of our past experiences, I genuinely hope and you wish the help. best for you. Uh, and I don't mean, and I'm I'm not gonna put his whole business out there because that's not my business. It's not my place to do that. But, we but I will. But I will say this. I hope you get the help that you need. No one's got a right to privacy anymore. I got no.
1: I really got no. Unless you're chill and listen to the pod, then we will keep you private. We'll (laughs) we'll keep your privacy. (laughs) It's really important to us, your privacy, if you listen to the pod.
0: We're going to have Tilo on at some point. Oh, yeah. Olet Selim Nekmal. You know exactly who you are. If you're out there listening, (laughs) you know, you should hit me up on Instagram or you should hit me up on Snapchat because we have each other's handles, but we never reach out. So, yeah, Olet, if you're out there and you know who you are, Olet. To the to the
1: one <laughs> listener out there, Joey, Joey, if you were uh, hurt by the recent papal um, proclamation that the Catholic Church will not sanction a uh, civil will not bless a civil union between you and another man, we, I just want to say I will bless your civil union. <laughs> As I already said in previous podcasts, I am a pro I'm one of God's prophets Yes. I'm here on the earth. His voice and I will bless yes. your your union, Our church, gay people. Blessing. I will bless the. No, I'm still a Catholic, so I won't say my church but will bless it. But I will personally some, bless. Weren't we going to start unions. one with the comic book? Like comic book. we're going to cheaply spin no, Star Wars? No, I into mean, a yes, religion. we could write a comic book and start a religion. <laughs> but I'm still Please always going to be a Catholic. Catholic. If I start a religion, it won't be my church. It'll be my grift. You got it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Grift. I feel you. I feel you.
0: Um, I want to talk about... Here's a good topic. I'm not going to name any names yes. because those people out there know who exactly who they are. Okay. I want to talk about... I like pseudonyms.
1: It's just... I'll try not to name the names, people.
0: It's just people... And you. Can, this can honestly be used for anybody. I
1: still I love you, Renard.
0: <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <laughs> it's just... The idea again—it kind of goes back to what we're saying. I'm going to apply it to our high school experience. People who thought they were better than other people, oh, and why did that everybody, and why did they feel the need to treat other people differently because of their social status and everything like that? Because that still rings true to this day. I'm not going to name any names, but again, you know who you are.
1: We could drag names. Why I mean, aren't we naming names? This is our pot
0: no well because it kind of goes back to two maturity wrongs don't, two wrongs that make a right this is a podcast yes but it is also the maturity aspect of it
1: don't make a right but pressing y does counter i'm mad
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just why do people feel the need to it kind of goes back to how do I word it okay
1: Y'all are so insecure, you can't just feel good about yourselves without putting the people around you down, you fucking animals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, being blunt. That's exactly what I mean. It's just, why is it nowadays, why is it so wrong to really be yourself? And I don't mean to sound like a prophet or anything like that. I just mean that nowadays, why is it... No, sound like a prophet. Some people won't take you seriously unless you invoke God. Go ahead
1: and invoke the Lord. Keep going. Before we drag anyone, I'm sorry... Philip Lovateri for the bullying. I didn't it start was, that game. I'm but not But we started. participated. That's, that's just how you make friends, Everyone man. who participated is... being part... Aren't you is- a socialist? That's... You know what? That's what happens in socialist countries. They bully the outsiders. That's why I kind of don't like... Like, especially on Twitter. They just bully the disagreeers. So if you are a socialist who just wants to take part in the groupthink, fuck you. But also, I was a kid... I'm not that sorry, Philip.
0: Okay, good point. I'm pretty sorry still. Phillip, I'm still sorry. This man had an entire game called Phillip That game was him. iconic. Everyone remembers it too. David so.
1: Martin, I didn't start that fight with you and you picked the wrong fight. He thinking I'm the loser, you can fight. Him. Yo, you fucking are a skinny boy. Yeah, you we, shouldn't we have tried really to fight me, him. boy. We don't need to talk about that anymore.
0: I just... I, <laughs> he, I was just that, more so already, just going on the tangent of... It's just the simple pettiness that I've experienced and still experience to this day with some of my former classmates. Whether it's directly or indirectly, people think that I don't see things, but I do. And, okay, I just want to say, anyone <laughs> but, who's getting salty about us bringing
1: any of this shit up, no. we're living our truth. We're on our so, podcast. I've Come never on. said a lie on this podcast. Like, I speak the truth. I'm not sorry for speaking so the truth. But so, certain classmates from high school? If the truth hurts, be better.
0: We had We graduated high school in 2015. Yes. There was a five year reunion that took place in 2019. Oh, fuck you,
1: Sidney Byrne.
0: Oh. Stephanie
1: Byrne. Stephanie. <laughs> you I got it wrong it, on you purpose. You it
0: wrong. We were using synonyms. <laughs> so, whether, again, I have no beef towards a anybody synonym. in my high school class anymore and everything like that, but let's get, okay, we'll go, okay, story time. We'll go to my TED Talk. Yes. Yes. We, graduated, yes. we graduated high school 2015, and we had a reunion in 2019, calling it a five year reunion. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who does quick map, who, knows whoever it's like the fuck does a four years,
1: yeah. year reunion, what is that for? Just to test who graduated on time? It like was. what kind of bullshit that is
0: that? And I was happy to be graduated. <laughs> I, I almost everybody in our class was invited, apart from I don't want to be like person. Uh, the, the black, black and
1: people. brown
0: people. Yeah, I noticed that a, a large majority of the black Eric uh, of wasn't the Af- invited. Of the African American community and the brown community and the Mexicans were we we all anybody who was a minority wasn't invited. It's true. I had to find out I was living with my roommate at the time, her name was Chelsea. Again, I'm not talking you shit. You lived with Chelsea? I lived with Chelsea for a year. I didn't know that. Yeah. I. That must have been hard. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> Again, I'm not going to name drop, I'm not going to shit talk or anything like that. I'm just going to speak honest, solid facts because I know this is factually what happened because I have people who can confirm it. There was a reunion that took place and the only reason why I figured out about it is because Chelsea came home. She went to go visit her parents in our hometown and she says, she texted me saying, hey, did you know that there was a reunion for high school? And I said reunion. I should have told you. I think so I were tried we talking to tell you, you but point? you weren't no, we're to not. Me. Yeah. I tried I, to tell you. And there was a reunion, and she says there's a Facebook group about it. So I looked it up on the Facebook group. Not only was I not invited, I looked at the people who were invited, and it, it's I crazy because it. I never want to assume the race factor of it. But it was, but it was majority Caucasian. Almost they like
1: only Caucasian. remembered to invite James Manuel, and for those people out there who don't know. Basically white.
0: <laughs> it was just, a, a lot of my friends went to Court, which, which is a majority minority school. You know, it was a middle school. A lot of my good, close friends that I still talk to on a, on occasion, they went to that school and everything. Yeah. And to hear that they weren't invited either, cool. Was I hurt by it?
1: Everyone no. from Hammersmith, well, you should have been in You went to Hammersmith. <laughs> I went
0: to Hammersmith. Everyone else was fucking there. Because one, the, one of the co-founders of that, one of the co-founders of that uh, reunion was- They knew was, you. One of the co-founders of that reunion was Hannah Harrell. And I'm okay- like, I Hannah, we were in like three classes together. You Come know, on, as, bitch. We nah, went it's to like high school together. Virus,
1: you knew everyone there. Like I, knew, I, I actually was proud. There were a lot Joe, of people asking Joe where did, you were. Joe didn't know shit. I knew
0: everybody. I was proud of myself. I'm sitting here, <laughs> I, I, and I'm sitting here <laughs> like blast me. I'm like, there was an, a reunion from my high school, my graduating class, which was co-founded by one of the people I went to, I've known since elementary school. I'm talking elementary, middle school, high school. Yeah. I had classes with this person a lot. And I wasn't invited. And what kills me was, was I hurt by it? I'm not going to be a tough guy and say, yeah, I was hurt by it. You know, I graduated with you guys. I earned it just like everybody else. I was there. I, yeah. And it was so racial. It, it's just it, the fact that it was racial, but it, the fact that I figured out why I wasn't invited. Oh, there was I, a reason for him Because Hannah
1: you. didn't want you there.
0: I had to reach out to a guy who shall remain nameless for his protection because his situation. No well, one, one say his name. You know, I don't know who no it is. His name. I, I don't
1: even know. Joe, you're stupid.
0: Oh, okay. You Good. said he, You
1: gotta edit that out. Uh, he, it's not on the recording. I heard him say it in my ear. But. Uh, <laughs> Obama. That's who we got the info from. And I've figured out that, that
0: from this person, it was confirmed that the reason why I wasn't invited is because this person felt that I would not have gotten along with people and that my appearance there would have I don't
1: won. understand when you've ever had a problem I don't know why they think you wouldn't get along with people, but they invited I'm me. I'm sorry. like I've started problems. I know you don't
0: like like people but you were always good at making people think you were like they, this person <laughs> this person felt that my appearance there was going to alarm them and that i was going to be bothering people and that not like what people the there didn't me there. i would have loved Grace. to see you and it's just it, it, it <laughs> kind of kills me <sighs> just because like i thought that after a certain amount of years i mean what happened in high school happened in high school was i a perfect person no I was very blunt. I was very honest, and people didn't like that. If you, it was a hit or miss. You either appreciated it or you didn't like it. There was no gray it. in between. If you didn't, if you ask me a question, you better be ready for the answer, because I'm going to be honest about it. But I just thought that after a certain amount of time, we would all grow up from that and learn from it, and become better people and everything. And to hear, I can hear, I can handle not being invited to a reunion. Is it going to sting me? Yes, I can handle that. But to hear that a lot, a lot, a large majority of people were minorities who were not invited. They didn't hear that I was invited because most this person felt that I would cause a problem. That'd be causing problems. That is where I like. I'm a tough guy, but that that stings. I'll me. have you
1: know, the whole time I was at the reunion, I was talking to people about who they forgot to invite. I'm like, "Where's Eric? Joe Where's Dave? Where's Davaris? Yeah. This is racist." I the, just kept going around telling people that. What were that. the responses? Oh, a lot of people like, agreed. Oh. And so I'm like, you're kind of right. I'm like, yeah, look around, man. This is racist. They only remember James. That don't <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> I just, it's just, and again, my my slogan on Instagram, is speaks volumes. Like, again, regardless of our past interactions, I gen- I genuinely hope you're doing well. I mean, I, I, I mean that. But at the same time, there's a point you got to hit the grow up button.
1: We've got that got Christian beef, if forgiveness. If you got beef against
0: me, still, you're, if you're holding on to beef against me, it's my favorite Christian Bale quote. If you have beef against me, but you don't have a way to contact me, you don't have my number, what are you doing? You're wasting your energy. Because if you, if you beefing with me, you're thinking about me, I promise you I'm not thinking about you. But that means I'm living rent-free in your mind. If you can't let go of something oh, I, that I may have said in the past before.
1: There's some people living rent-free in my head. You live rent-free in my head, but you can always live rent-free <laughs> or in I appreciate my head, that. buddy. <laughs> but my point is, it's
0: just a matter of you got to... If you're holding on to certain beef and everything, one that's toxic, and you're hurting yourself. But at the same time, who is this person to make a judgment call to say that I'm that my my appearance there would be alarming them?
1: Yeah, like you and were it, in the class. Who the fuck made her the gatekeeper? And
0: again, to hear that it was a large only Caucasian people there.
1: That's pretty. I, I don't we wanna, went I, to a pretty I mixed school. I don't
0: like to bring in race. I really don't. That's not the first thing I want to subject myself to, but like, that's, that's, that's Let,
1: bad. Let's be honest. Glenbard East and Glenbard North are the examples of integration. Yeah. Well, besides <laughs> using the AP and honor system to segregate the school internally, besides that, they're models of integration.
0: Yeah, they tried to do that to me at Glombardi's. Yeah, I, I I remember a few times where I should have been in AP classes, and I, in fact, we were talking about that today. I <clears throat> I was really trying hard to better my life in high school. You know, get better grades for college and everything. I tried being in AP classes because
1: if you're in honors and AP, they boost your GPA by just giving you a free letter grade. And I took advantage of that. I got I, a lot of
0: B's. I applied for it. I had the grades for. It. I had the GPAs for, it and everything like that. The says a whole school fought me on there. And I don't mean like just like saying, "Oh no, DeVarish, you can't do that." No, I mean like they were, they made my mom come up to the school to have a meeting with her and for her to sign a form just to say I can be in this class, and not even be in the class, just to take a test to see if I could be in the Who class. Who was your counselor, uh, Miss Schneider? No, 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 James Greener. Okay, James Greener I was had my counselor. Robert, I had a terrible counselor.
1: But in regards to AP, I have to point out the hypocrisy here, DeVarish... Had to get his mom come in so he could take one AP class. And just, I have an IEP. I have a learning disability on record. I was able to sign up for all honors in AP, no questions and asked. And this kid in sixth None. grade, he used to read books while they were teaching math class. He wouldn't even pay attention. Then hey, he'd Ms. look Taylor up. Miss Taylor would be like, Joe, what's the answer? He'd look, look up and answer uh, Four. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> back to <laughs> in my math class obviously but.
0: but it's just i i just it's incredible the things that i've had to endure here and i can I, I i i at one point had a really bad chip on my shoulder i at one point was i was in a darker place i did i hate people yeah i vowed for a at one point in time i told myself after i graduated i'm never coming back to lombard because of the bad experiences lombard is a beautiful area i want people to know that lombard is Wait, really beautiful chair. But I vowed at one point to never, ever come back here. All those games are tag, Cops and Robbers is a different story. But <laughs> it's just when you, when you build up all those bad experiences, you know, I had to fight to be an AP class to better myself, even though I had the grades to do it. I had to, I had to fight just to even get a job application or you just to get a job interview. I, I applied for the Lombard Pool. Back in the day, all my friends were doing it. You know, at one point, my my inner circle of friends, at one point, I was the only person who didn't get a job at the Lombard mm-hmm, Pool. Mm-hmm.
1: He and was the I, only one who didn't get an interview.
0: I didn't even get an interview. And here's the messed up part. You're probably thinking, maybe you're just unqualified, DeVaris. Maybe everything isn't about nope. race. No, here's the, here's the kicker part. Two of my best friends that I'm here with this podcast with, you know, my brothers, Bob and Joe, they were on the swim team. And, you know, I was helping them out set up the swim meets and everything like that. The manager at the time, her name was Debbie. We were setting up the meets on the indoors. She grabs my arm, very forcefully, I may add, Mm -hmm. and says, what are you doing here? I said, I'm helping set up the, you know, the swim meet. I saw this shit. I've done this before. I've done this, you know, a week prior, and I'm just helping everybody the best I can and everything. No, you're trying to break into the pool. Ma'am, please let go of my arm. You know, I, I...
1: me and Bob are right there and telling her, no, he's helping us sit up. She's like, no, he's going to sneak into the pool. And we have volunteers do this type of shit all the it time. Is, it, it just, it, it's just a shame volunteers.
0: that it took it took a couple adults to clear my name and everything. because My ma they, had to come out, the president if,
1: of the swim team.
0: Because it makes me think, if she had never came out to help me, what would have happened to me? Lord only I mean, knows what she would have done. We would
1: have, we would have gotten into a fight with her. Nothing would have I
0: happened. I mean, we were there. I would have swung. And of course, <laughs> I would have you know, lost my job. <laughs> and of course, leading into that summer, I didn't get a job application. I didn't I didn't even get, you know, I'm sorry, I got a job application, but I didn't get an interview. Here's the kicker part. I never told you guys about this. I ended up applying again under a different name.
1: Really? Did Aaron. you interview
0: an interview? Yeah. I of course interview. they did. But when I got there, all of a sudden, the people who could interview me, they were no longer available.
1: Bro, that's actually you have a racial discrimination case right that's there. actually a case
0: right there. and it's, I got to
1: say this i it's not just divorce like two or three years later, his, I was there for the interview process, like I was helping do the interviews, and I was there when the color line was broken accidentally at our pool because Anna Socorro and Debbie Witcher can't read, and the name Avery, they thought it was like Aaron. And, like, they thought the first name was Roy. And they were like, Avery Roy walks in. Big, the re- only reason these people got hired is because we were short on guards that year. Like, we were really short. We needed to hire everyone who came in to apply for guard. And Avery comes in, and they're like, are you Roy? Like, with looks of shock. Like, when they see Avery coming in, Their faces Anna and Debbie ghostly. instantly pale, shocked. Like, wonder what he wants. Literally, that's what Debbie said. I wonder what he wants. And when he was coming in to interview, you could see the disgust on Anna's face. Because they did not want to break the color line. But they gave him an interview, and he got in. And I got to say this, he could not swim as well as you, bro. Like, that is... Bullshit Okay, and the way they teach us to scan They actually teach us to racial profile I don't know if that needs to be part of the training Uh, I really think if you're just scanning You can learn that type of shit on the job But um, The other thing I have to say about the way they treated DeVars at school Is if they were treating you that way They were treating other people worse Because you had good grades (laughs) Like, it's just ridiculous Like that you grew up in Lombard your whole life and people are acting like you're from it, it it's just ridiculous that
0: the treatment that you did receive as a kid. My nickname on the cross country team was called Token, and yes, I was the only black kid on the team. Yeah. Fuck
1: you, mm-hmm. Drew Michael.
0: Why were you even the only? But that, that they also called, called you DeVaris
1: kids. Chicken Jones. Okay, that name. Though I, that one wasn't that bad. That, name I, that name, I one. name, I eventually ended up
0: embracing that, but rather so just Token. That was just like that, that one's I bad. Was like, I was like, come on, guys. I mean, I mean, come on. And again, it's not like a pity party. It's just more so bringing up the experiences to say, like, yeah, no, Lombard, it's beautiful, but it does have its downsides and everything. So uh
1: while we're still talking about the Lombard Pool, fun fact about history, guys, the Lombard Pool was only desegregated after Martin Luther King got hit with a brick in the back of the head walking through Bridgeport. And it was part of a deal Mayor Daly orchestrated to open up all the fire hydrants and to bust black people out to the suburban pools because um, he didn't want to have a race riot on his hands. And that agreement is how the Lombard Pool got desegregated. And the nice part about that is, to this day, if it's a hot Saturday in June or July, Lombard Pool goes 50-50, black and white. And, but this is also why I want to say. Well, do you have anything else to say about the Lombard Pool? I'll say this. There are a lot of really bla- brave black people who go down that bowl slide who can't swim <laughs> he, a lick. And he's in one day, when the rotation stopped, because some idiots, while we were doing a fucking um, in-service uh, audit, they they just stopped the rotation because they did it wrong. I was at the yeah. bowl slide for an hour and a half. I saved 10 black people in one day. That was an impressive day, but... um. This yeah, this is what I gotta say about. There's a, some brave a nice, people. A nice, neat historical fact about the pool: I know for a fact since the new pool was put there, since Paradise Bay was created, they have zero deaths, zero deaths, and during Debbie Witcher's career, they had zero deaths. So, and they only hired two black lifeguards. Say what you want about her, but nope. I want all of you to go find her. She lives in Washington State. Hey, hey, she's get, on the internet, too. I might need a the recommendation biggest, for The her. biggest tragedy <clears throat> of this cancel culture Zero and deaths. Black Lives Matter movement is that they didn't get Debbie Witcher. Y'all, find her. I mean, she's retired. But I don't know deaths. what we can do. but um, She did her job. She needs to be put on blast. <laughs> but true, she was being racist as fuck, so.
0: Again, it's just... I just hope that if anything, whatever, again, people we went to school with, I just hope that they can be at peace with themselves and let go of their uh, egos and just. If there is another reunion, which I'm sure, because every each high school does an a I formal mean, reunion, we're going together, bro. I say I hope if there is a reunion, I hope there'll be one. I just hope it's better this time. I hope it's actually. You know, planned by people who I'll connects. try to remember get. I'll try to get Oregon. I'll try
1: to get invited to all those people, you know? those ignorant, racist people in my class. The only thing I want to say to them is, "Free your mind, <laughs> and the, <laughs> the rest, rest will, will follow." <laughs> but um, be colorblind. Don't be so shallow. I unfollowed Russell on Instagram. Does he even post
0: anything? Does he even post anything? No, nah, he group? doesn't.
1: But I was just like. I don't want to even know. And if you are a young person growing up in the suburbs and you have friends of color, my advice to you is stick with them. Because if you grow up in the suburbs, there will be attempts to isolate your minority friends. There will be a lot of pressure, social pressure. You will lose friends for sticking with your minority friends. And my advice is stick with them. Because the friends that that don't want you to talk to them, they're not friends worth having. Who do you think people judge us for hanging out with you and D.
0: Wow and shit? I think so. I definitely thought you. I, I thought you guys got a lot of looks. So let's see. We, we were also in Cub Scouts. Keep that in mind. You got yeah. a lot of looks for hanging out with me at the Boy Scouts and everything. I miss Shatees. I miss Shatees. I miss what was that one guy who moved? Oh, Amir.
1: Amir. Amir. Uh, Amir?
0: Uh, no. No.
1: I've seen armor. I saw him at COD. Are you talking about from Scouts? Or are you talking about? He went to middle school with us. He like moved to middle school. Did he try to set, did he try to like the uh He the, moved uh, and then like he came the, back. The the Do library on fire. Um Mm-mm. Okay. He was was his kid's. It wasn't Ethan Extran. I'm thinking about a white kid who what went to El- he went to Hammerschmidt with us. Um He definitely moved away at some point. Are you talking about the kid who went to I don't even Kinder know why Castle we- with us? Well, I I know about Austin. I don't remember his last name. I'm talking to DeVars just because it might be who you were talking about, but I don't think so. It doesn't matter. We were trying to talk shit,
0: but yeah, um, you, know, we, you guys definitely got a lot of looks for hanging out with me. And when you guys have, when we all eventually met DeAndre, it easily got worse. But no, growing up, you guys.
1: But I honestly Though that is partially dewashed. <laughs> I honestly think we didn't get it worse than... Well, one, women just treat each other like shit. I feel like if you're a girl, you got bullied more just by other girls. Like, they're straight savages, man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. And a lot of cliques formed really early that never broke up. Like... I'll say this. It's a lot easier to go against the grain if you look like a pretty masculine dude. Because people... I mean, especially if you're me and you had a reputation for fighting people in middle school, people just leave you alone. No, didn't they didn't just like, leave you? I ass remember alone. in elementary school there was something about somebody making like a website about was it Jenny? Uh so there was someone bullying someone with a website. Oh
0: <laughs> it's like pretty like Jenna early Sheetabai?
1: and advanced forms of internet bullying.
0: <laughs> you said Jenna or Jenny? I
1: thought it was I thought it was Cedar Blood who got cyber bullied. Was it her? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I don't
0: want to get into any. I remember. You know. when,
1: was it Rule? Yeah, I thought it was her. Oh, then it was Rule.
0: I remember when, when I was in first grade and I just moved to Hammerschmidt. I was the new kid, and I'll never forget it. this one kid, Brandon, Brandon Braxton. He was a, he was like in fourth or fifth grade. Okay, he bullied me for months. I'm talking about months. Oh. I, I would tell my mom about it. She would say, "Tell the supervisors." I tell the supervisors. they to like, they call me a snitch. Bro, like, those
1: supervisors didn't. I mean, I was glad they had were kind of hands off. I had some good fights at elementary You know always tried to bully
0: us? Hmm. You know him. Oh, I know Bojan. Bojan. I mean, did you guys? Did you guys do to Bojan what it did to Brandon Baxson? Because I gave Brandon Baxson a black eye, and they tried to expel me. I for mean, it. we pushed,
1: we pushed, <laughs> we pushed him into the street. We pushed um, Bojan on the ground in his, front of the. the bus. His little brother knocked over my trombone, and I said, "Like, what the fuck?" He, you told him to pick it up, and I asked him to pick it up, and Bojan was like, "Don't tell my brother what to do." I'm like, "Yo, and he's like, don't Hey, and he's like, "Don't cuss at my brother." I'm like, "Your brother just fucking knocked over my trombone, and he's gonna fucking pick it up," but. I picked it up. I just pushed but We didn't really fight. But no, we pushed him to the ground. I was ready to knock. Bojan's lucky I'm such a nonviolent person. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have swung, though, that would have been fun. I never got swung on during my whole time in high school. I thank Joe for that. He had a good reputation. I also thank my athleticism. The one item of violence I regret doing is one time Joaquin was fucking with me while I was in my chair, and I got up and flipped his desk over while he was in it. Sorry, Joaquin. Did you break his arm? No.
0: Okay. I didn't have any, like, physical fights. I just got, like... Bullied, segregated. You should have had some physical fights. You, 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 you remember dro- what happened? What happened at, at lunch? I got made fun of a lot by Tori. Bro,
1: fuck Tori, Payne, <laughs> and Grace Moore. Oh, fucking what? racists.
0: Really? Again, I have no beef against anybody from there anymore. But like that lunch table was pretty brutal.
1: Olivia, know? Voss, you were cool.
0: I got, I got, I got I picked on a lot, a lot. Of, it was, it was bad. Bro,
1: I'm sorry I made you sit there. Uh, my lunch uh, so should We could have moved if I wasn't (laughs) booty-blinded. I I had lunch with Matt and Ricky. I eventually moved to that. My best lunch was like when I didn't have you or any of the friends I usually hung out with at lunch. I would just sit against the wall outside of the lunchroom. And a bunch of fucking misfits came and sat with me, including Ben Miller. And we had some good times. There were some autistic fucks. There were some retarded people we all just sat out there and shot some shit it was a good time i do kind of regret going to mcdonald's like every day my senior year i was, say,
0: I, I was with you on there like the, the that was just sh- kind of
1: unnecessary
0: the amount of shamrock shakes that was eaten or the amount of cinnamon rolls that was consumed I was but like, it
1: was the last year the cinnamon roll so i don't regret it at all actually
0: but the amount of shamrock shakes that was shakes.
1: historical we didn't know it at the time but those were some of the last cinnamon rolls anyone <laughs> would ever get it's, from you know, the, McDonald's. You know, that McDonald's is like, you know, the ice, the ice cream machine is Today's sponsor is McDonald's and the new crispy no, chicken sandwich. I was saying how Mm-mm I was good. regretting <laughs> spending every day there. We, we, we didn't go anywhere else, and it's just because we had out-of-school lunch. Did we really need to go out every day? To anyone who's going to try the spicy crispy the chicken opulence. sandwich, it's not that spicy. you got to ask for extra sauce if you want it to be more spicy. Facts. But is there anyone else we want to talk about? Who fucking sucks? Do we want to talk Chris about the Chris Ryan, teachers? I'm glad I stomped on the we back of want, your head. We're not you teachers. Bastard. You're safe for now. <laughs> you're safe for we're now. Not, we're, we're not trying come to disparage for jobs the institutions yet. we came from. We're not coming for you yet. But... You know what you've
0: done, Frau G. And DeVoris knows what all of you have done. All I'm gonna say is I worked as a groundskeeper for Glombardi's two years, for two years after my graduation. And the groundskeepers know a lot of business about the teachers, and they like to talk. The grass is listening. They told me a lot of and weird that- stories. I actually
1: wanna talk about this while you're here. DeVoris, I did not have a habit. In my life of ever saying the N word till you got me to start saying it as a kid, (laughs) Joe. It's not his fault. You made your own choices. I know I made my own choices. I'm not blaming
0: him. All I'm saying, I'm outing myself. You guys gotta come after me. All I'm saying is there was just one day I said, "You guys have heard of a show called The Boondocks?" Oh boy. Like, no, what's that? Oh, he put, put it educational. on educational episode for you and, and, it's we iconic. Watched it,
1: and we kept watching it i don't think i've seen and one episode. thing led to another and suddenly we were all and have you ever listened to that interview of uncle ruckus on the breakfast club i didn't no, know yeah, the
0: interview is god tier it's it's it's
1: hilarious it's they need to bring that. So back. To watch that again. that's so a remake. We, there's, a, there's a new episode of the Daily that came out yesterday where they have, have listens a, to that. They, they put on an episode of some other culture show they're trying to promote. Oh, okay. Well, I'll hold the question. I'm gonna pause everybody from high school decided we, to Listen to we're it. back on. Wait, say something because it changed to mono. Hello. Okay, good. You're still on. And um, the question I wanted to ask is that the title of the episode was ubiquitous versus unspeakable. You know what they're talking about. And I want to know which side of it you're on. Because I know we used to be ubiquitous. But now, have things changed? Have you joined Eddie on the unspeakable side? No. I mean, thank God. Thank (laughs) God. This is a free speech podcast. There's still some of us. We still agree with Samuel L. Jackson. We still agree with Dave Chappelle. The Boondocks is a timeless
0: classic. Season, yeah. Season's only one to like three. Of the I three actually care about. about
1: my political future.
0: Bob, I do too. That's why I have this
1: position because it's going to get me elected so president. So I'm going to try like and Donald stay out Trump. of the Twitter fights. If I have to run as a Republican, I will fucking do it. I don't care. We're not going to talk I about I will pull Kyle a Reagan, but not act like Reagan. A False flag raid. by not talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. That's how you know how Bob, we fall just, on it. You just
0: mentioned it twice. Come um, on. <laughs> he's innocent. No, <laughs> we didn't we need to say
1: that. We don't, well, we did. I think Bob's not the a public will know that you are a coward while I stand I said, for the I truth. Said something, but um, vote DeVaris Jones, he would make a great fucking anything. Oh, I, but.
0: Yes. Please do not. I don't like I don't like being in positions of power. (laughs) I just that's why you you should
1: be in it. No, I'm good. But um Hmm. this is cool. Did you ever answer how soon you think the robots are coming?
0: Are they already building robots in like uh-huh. China or something like right now? Are what? they already like doing prototypes of that? In the They're right? doing like, in mixed mixed in I mean, like hope. you could argue the smart TV alone is a giant robot. I mean, for Christ's sake, I would say probably like seven, maybe ten years. The smart TV is a CIA well,
1: like, ploy. They're like, we want to make the telescreens real. So, like, do you did you ever read 1984? Yes,
0: I saw yeah, the movie about it. I remember talking about that. I watched the movie as well. But yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Th- oh, Wonder Woman, not <laughs> Th- This <laughs> may be getting a little nitty gritty, <laughs> but.
1: Do you see the trucks like that? Obviously, the self-driving trucks will come. Do you think that comes, and then other jobs are of ma away rapidly, or do you think you will be slow? Like that'll just come. Like that's coming soon. We see that. We see. We
0: see you. I say <laughs> that's gonna probably happen really soon, which is really terrifying for the transportation uh, industry as a whole. Isn't
1: that most of who works with you? Like,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, no. A lot of times i going to be out of commission for that, and I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that now. Well, you I... guys
1: could be one of the last companies that uses the humans. Unlikely. Once companies start doing what do you it. Mean, bro, we could boycott the companies that do it. There are things we can do.
0: That's true.
1: We can attack the depots filled with the automated trucks. Hopefully. These are all very hopeful hopeful ideas, yeah, you guys. i looking forward to that.
0: Um, Just the idea of like, you, like it kind of reminds me of the episode of The Office where like, they were trying to like say like you you have this certain feel of the human touch. You know, we have the more responsible and everything like that. But
1: but should I really think that's why we need to think about a UBI what? and maybe we should embrace
0: it? I I can I can understand both arguments because if it's a if it's an if it's an AI controlled like truck. The chances of it being late or chances of it having, like, mishaps, you know, they're like, not likely.
1: how fulfilling is driving a truck? I mean, a lot of people love driving, so it's probably, like, a job a lot of people actually but like. They piss in bottles on the road. What are you going to say? How are you going to... It's one they of the worst the jobs. No, they see the whole beautiful... What are you talking about? Bob, the number of suicides and... Truckers addicted to substances, and you're like, it's probably a fun I'm job. just saying, it's a beautiful country. They just have to drive through the night until they crash. Jeez. I mean, please Don't it's a crash. beautiful country. It's a beautiful <laughs> country. <laughs> the cornfields that go on for miles and miles. Guys, I've been to Europe. They have small farmers Joe. there. Like, this was the country of the small farmer. That's what Thomas Jefferson stood for. They're gone. Some they dead and joke. gone. Some of these people won. They die in really scenic, beautiful places. Two, two. Well, for they, some of these die people, in a truck for some of these people, their deaths, dying in a tragic like trucking accident, is the first time they're gonna make the national news well, in their entire well, lives. So you want, you think they wanna make the national news <laughs> for killing the family in the minivan? i they sorry don't report for that... joking about this topic.
0: Bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> we don't joke. We don't have fun. We just speak. Famous. No, we, I'm we just can saying.
1: Joke. Hmm.
0: Here's the lot number of one joke.
1: Whores out there? The number one joke is um the 2021 Japan Olympics. That's gonna be the joke. I'm excited to see all those women out there competing. Joe, I'm rooting for the trans women specifically. Joe, I'm, I'm telling you, that's all I'm rooting for in gymnastics. The women will be fine. I don't want to see a biological woman win another race ever again. Because I'm so progressive, I just want the T's to win. Joe, you're ridiculous. You don't need to be coming at it this aggressive. I'm the opposite of a turf. I'm a bio-exclusionary feminist. I only believe trans women are women. That's beautiful, Joe. Um... Should we sign off? Are we trying? Or Is there anything else we should talk about? Anything else you want to say to the viewers? I think to the listeners. Because we don't, we're not on, we should put the audio on YouTube, but you're not getting video for a while, you fucks. I
0: True. hope, I hope. I guess it's kind of like a send off and everything. 2020 was a terrible year for everybody. There's no True. getting around that. I'm but sure. I think one of the most important things. Golf. I think one of the things that it taught me and hopefully everybody was what really is important and that job security is an illusion. It is always good to True. have savings and it's always good to take care of your home first. Definitely pay yourself first. I hope that if anything this year, you know, I hope everybody's achieving their dreams in silence because they say if you should always keep your goals to yourself, that way you can achieve in silence. That way people don't try to interfere with it. I mean, I hope just me. And well, forward, we're doing
1: the opposite of that right now. I no, mean,
0: if it works for you, it works for you. There but, is a value to networking. It's true. Say, I, I used to use LinkedIn, but I just hope that if anything this year, I hope this year is a recovery year for everybody. I hope that this year you're able to get everything back that you lost and then some. I hope that, you know, for anybody who like was savings was drained. I hope you get all that savings back times 10. I hope everybody who's lost their homes gets it back. I hope everybody who's just struggling can understand that we were, we were able to survive that. And I, not a lot of people were able to do that. I know people who lost their lives to it tragically, but I want people to know that it's okay. We're still here. Us human beings, if there's anything we've proven that we're really resilient, I think we can come back. I think we can really be something great and amazing. And I just hope that we all can understand that when we come together, we can really do a lot of things. That's one of the things Malcolm X wanted. He wanted us all to be together and we can achieve a lot of things. And I hope this year everybody sees that and can achieve that. And
1: the first step towards being together is to stop ratting. Stop ratting, you rats. (laughs) I don't know about that, Joe. That's not for everybody. Unless but you're ratting on your town for being but racist, but I really can't wait to have you on the pod again, DeVars. It's been super good to see you today, man. So yeah, I, I definitely, plan yeah, on I definitely coming
0: come back. on again. I definitely plan on coming back for this. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be a regular co-host,
1: American Duelist. Oh, we gotta get you to meet Mel. Mel would love to meet you. Yeah. Having an episode with, honestly, we'll just have more episodes with you. We're gonna keep podding. We're gonna keep it moving. We're never gonna stop. Even when I get a job, I might just have to clean it up. Who knows? Don't report us, please. (laughs) So I just want all of you to know that I consider all of you to be Americans, even if you don't live in America and you hate America and you want to destroy America, one day... The line on the map, if I'm in charge, it's going to cross right over where you live, and you're going to be in America. (laughs) That's what I meant about China. I love the Chinese people, and I want true democracy for them. But, yeah. um, They'll really be taking over our country. Peace, love, (laughs) and buy local.